Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hi there. Welcome back to Connection with Brian and Nicole. We Hello. are so glad that you are here with us today. Yes. And we are starting an exciting new series on hope. And you can come and watch this one or listen to this one again. Or you can go back and look at other ones at connectionshow.org. And you can see those anytime. You might want to go back and see... Um, some of the other ones, or just re-listen to this one, because it's going to be really good. So I'm excited to get in <laughs> on in. it. It's going to be yeah. a good one. And if you're listening and you can go to connectionshow.org, you can see what we lovingly refer to as Nicole's highlighter shirt. This is my highlighter shirt. <laughs> but it looks good. I really like it on you. Thanks. So, yeah. Amen. Well, we... Uh, we had been doing a series at the church called There's Hope, and if you listen to this, the uh, episode that was going into the new year, we talked about that our theme really for this year was There Is Hope. Yeah. And so we wanted to give you kind of uh, a series on There's Hope and give you that full series so that you could grab a hold of hope, make it yours, and see how much God wants to actually do through your hope. Uh, hope is something that uh, it God gives it, but you have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to grab a hold of hope and make it ours. Yeah. Uh, put on joy, put on confidence, put on expectation. That's what hope is. And so just wanted to jump right into that. And um, one of the things that's very interesting is where we will kind of start with hope is, is what is it? Uh, we won't go into big detail on it yet, but what is hope? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that uh, I looked up a definition on hope, and in the world, the world's definition of hope that I found, uh, what you'll find is the world's definition of hope is one thing. The Bible definition is something else. Yeah. And then how the world uses the word hope mm -hmm. is something else. Yeah. And uh, the definition that I found like in a dictionary was this that was the closest to Bible hope. It mm -hmm. says hope is the grounds for believing that something good will happen. The grounds for believing that something good will happen. And um, one of the things... Uh, hope in the Bible is a joyful, confident, confident. expectation. Yeah. And uh, so hope is a huge, important part of our life. We will see that in this series. But grounds for believing that something good would happen. And what I would ask is this, is when we're talking about hope and when we're allowing hope to be uh, in our lives, do how many people do you know that actually have grounds for believing that something good would happen actually in their lives. You know, and honestly, we deal with it all the time. Yeah. People's lack of hope actually puts them into a place where, you know, bad things happen because they don't have any grounds for believing because they haven't seen the promises in the word grabbed a hold of them with their yeah. faith to produce the hope that they need to have. And so people will go to church and they'll yell and scream and amen and yeah, this is great stuff. But in the end, they really don't have a grounds mm -hmm. for believing that something good will happen. And that is a big key going forward in hope because in Christ, we literally do have in Jesus yes. and in God a ground for believing that something good is going to happen. As a child of God, yeah. your foundation is Christ. Yes. That alone is your grounds for believing that something good is going to happen. Yes. It doesn't matter 
what our eyes see, what our body feels, what our ears hear. If Christ is our firm foundation, that's all that matters because we yes. know the world will try to lie to us, try to persuade us to forget about our foundation. And it'll just, it'll try to knock us off our firm that's foundation. Right. I, I started thinking when I used to teach uh, in daycare, there was a song about, you know, the house built on the solid rock sands and the house built on the slippery sand crumbles. Well, that's us. Yeah. If we put our foundation in the things of this world and money and a spouse, I got an awesome spouse, but if my foundation right. is in him, I can't put my hope on him. It's not going to stand. Yes. He's human. He messes up. I mess up. Our kids mess up. Jobs mess up. Finances mess up. Economies tank. But God, when he is God your firm foundation, yes. through all of those things messing up, you still have hope. That's right. Because Amen. he is your firm foundation. There is always hope. Yeah. there's. I ask a question, uh, where is the hope in the world? And, uh, you know, where are the people that you know, we, uh, not long ago, we finished an election cycle. Mm -hmm. And, man, you talk about one of the most vicious and, and negative election yeah. cycles. And part of the reason why you saw all that negativity is because People had their hope in a person, in a man, instead of on God. Yeah. You know, through all of it, I was I was personally a little tired of seeing all the yes. negative. But my hope was like, hey, this is going to work out no matter who goes That's in. Right. It's going to work out because God is my hope. He's yeah. my strength. He's my source. He's my foundation. So where's the hope in the world? Most of the world really teaches us wrongly to put our hope in all kinds of things, in our job, in the in who's the president, and who's the governor, and this or that or whatever else. God is our hope. That's and right. when we make him our hope, we find that foundation that we need. And today, we need hope more than ever. Yes. This is, I think we're entering in, we talked about this on the new, uh, the new, moving into the new year, is that this is a period of time where it's obvious that the darkness is getting darker mm -hmm. and they need a light to become brighter. brighter. People, yes. the world, yourself, all of us, we need the light of Christ to start shining through us. And one of the main ways that it shines is through hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found a graphic uh, that talks about, uh, I think I just put it into Google and it popped up a graphic when how much hope was mentioned. And it shows around... 1840. It goes back to 1800, but it shows that it peaks around 1840, and then it just the hope starts to decline. And there's a, a kind of a good slope that doesn't have a lot of bumps in it. And it and it goes all the way down to around the year 2000, and then in 2000 it starts to tick back up some. And I think what you're seeing and what I'm sensing in the Holy Spirit is it's a time when we really need hope more than ever. Right. But it's interesting is that in 1840, hope was mentioned about two times more than it is today, even after it started to come back up. Yeah. And I think part of that is this, that um, we've talked about this a lot in, uh, in other countries where they don't have the comfort and the technology that America has. Their only hope is God. 
That's right. And in the 1840s, we didn't have the comfort and the technology today. And so people's only hope around that time was if they needed something, they needed the hope of God. And you can see even in their words, they talked about hope more than more than uh, twice what they do today. But as we, our technology is raised up, all of a sudden we stop looking at God as much and we start losing our hope. And around 2000, I would say that our hope started to bottom out. You started to see that the uh, economy and other things, it started to just go, what is happening? And you saw this decline of the godliness in the world and all of a sudden, what's happened all of a sudden, as soon as people get to a bottom, they start talking about hope again. This is a time where we need hope in our lives. Well, as we've just seen more stuff come into the world, we've got to realize, you know, this technology is great when it's used for God's glory. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a distraction. Now, God uses all things together for his glory, but it's up to us, yeah. you know, to be in partnership with that and to use this. Otherwise, you know, since 1840, you know, we've had cars, we've had TV, we've had color TV, we have yeah. had, you know, computers and iPads and iPods and, you know, phones that fit in our pocket and computers that fit in our pocket instead of in a whole room. And the more stuff has come in, yeah. the more we've taken our eyes off God, but... It's like you said, you know, when I think about, you know, when the economy tanked kind of in 08 and we sort of kind of hit a financial bottom, we realized all of this stuff is temporal. Yeah. None of this stuff lasts. You know, those little green pieces of paper, they're just paper. Yeah. But God is the one thing that lasts. Yes. And when the world gets the darkest, I think about it, you may have told, Brian was in the Marines, and I think you told me this, um, you know, if an enemy lights a cigarette, what is like a mile away at night, a sniper can still see him because of that cigarette light. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, you think about a cigarette, it's so small and the flame of a cigarette, I mean, when it's burning, it's not very bright, but when, when he's out in a dark field and that enemy lights a cigarette, that sniper knows right away where to shoot because of that light. Yeah. Why isn't the church being that light? As the world gets darker, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, hide our light under a basket. We shouldn't dampen our light to blend in with the world. We should be brighter than ever. We should be that light that the world turns to so they realize there is something to hope for. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and I, I forget the exact, do you remember we got on, how far away is it that that, it's, I think it was a mile or two away that they could see easily at night with the naked yeah. eye, they could see the, that cherry at the end of a cigarette. And that's why you wouldn't do that in a combat right. situation. So it, it does say exactly that. How much um, can we be effective if we will just let the fire of God burn inside of yes. us? And a huge key to that fire of God is the hope of God. One of the things that we'll talk about later <coughs> is that our hope preaches. Yes. And it says that we are to be ready to give an account for the hope that is within us. In other words, people will see the hope that's in us and that hope will preach to them. That hope will say something to them. So as a believer, our hope is huge. The priority of our hope is is just huge. Another thing that we'll talk about is that hope is actually what manifests when we apply faith. So a lot of times people are applying faith with no hope and they never see an answer to the prayer. 
And hope plays a part in that. We'll explain how that works. Um, but this is something in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And this is in uh, the New Living Translation. It says, "These three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. And so I, the Lord asked me, you know, how many times have you heard messages on love? A lot, a whole bunch. How many messages and teaching have you heard on faith? A A lot. lot. And then the Holy Spirit said, how many have you heard on hope? Mm -hmm. And I went, golly, I don't know. You know, it, um, it, I one or two, maybe not very many. And that's when he really kind of awakened me to the point that you've got three things that abide forever and you've only heard a couple of messages out of the thousands of messages I've heard and studied and I've only heard a couple of messages on hope. And he, he showed me, well, that got my attention. And then I started to dig into hope and I found out this is a key a factor in the balance of our Christianity and you've got a whole church that practically knows nothing about hope. And I'm hearing right now, we're hearing from all over the world that the Holy Spirit is dropping hope in the mouths of his preachers all over the world. So he is confirming that word. There's something in hope that we need today. We need it today. And uh, here's one of the things. Our world is temporal Mm -hmm. This is, I love this statement. Our world is temporal, but according to 1 Corinthians 13, 13, our hope is not. Yes. Our hope is not. Uh, one of the key verses that I want you to see is this, is uh, Romans 15, 13. And uh, will you read that? Yeah. This one's actually in the New American Standard. And it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, to deny hope is to deny God. He is the God right. of hope who is filling us with all joy and peace. So to deny God is to deny our hope, which is, you know, yeah. like what I was saying, when you have God as your firm foundation, when you accepted him as your firm foundation, you have hope no matter what because God is able. Yes, yes. Well, you think about this. If I, if hope is something and I give up hope, if, you know, because a lot of, I just don't have any hope left anymore. That's how we'll hear people talk right. about it. I don't have any hope left or something. So if I say, if I get to the place in my mind where I say I don't have any hope left, then what I'm saying effectively, if God is hope and God is the God of hope, mm. what you're saying is, I don't have any God left. Ouch. And if I say, in other words, here's the other thing. If I'm denying the ways of Christ, if I'm denying uh, his holiness, if I'm denying the things that he's leading me to do in his word or writing in my heart by the Holy Spirit, and I'm denying God, then literally what I'm doing is I am denying the God of hope. If he is hope, then I'm denying hope, the Mm -hmm. ability to come into my life. Yes. 
So I can see how the devil attacks both of those things. And in the end, what he does is he takes away our answers when we listen to him. Yes. The, the devil has no power except what we give to him by our actions. And, you know, that's a whole nother message. But he has zero power yes. except what we give to him by falling prey for his traps. And one of the traps that he does is he tries to tell you there's no hope. Mm -hmm. And the other trap he does is he says there's no God or don't follow God. And it denies our hope from being active in our life. This is what the devil's after. He's yeah. after our hope. But if we accept hope, if we will take on hope, you know, it says that Abraham, uh, in, 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 against hope, he took on hope. Yes. This is in Romans 4. He says, against hope, he believed in hope. In other words, all of his circumstances in the physical and the natural said, there's no hope. Right. But against that, he said, but I will hope in God. So he, he picked up faith in that God is a God of hope and put that on. And that is what brought Isaac in. Or yeah. That's what brought his son in. That's what brought the promise to Abraham. That's, that's what brought in that promised son. Well, you have some promises right now that God has given you, and he wants to see those manifest. Mm -hmm. But in order to move into that, we've got to say, man, let me take hope in those promises. Let me take hope in the character and the nature of my loving father. And when you take hope, now you give God entrance into mm -hmm. your life. Or on the, on the reverse side of that, if I will accept God's hand in my life, then that he will bring with him hope. Yeah. And so, and with that hope comes joy. With that hope comes a confidence. Mm -hmm. With that hope comes an expectation. An expectation. Yeah. So. I was sitting here thinking you're talking about Abraham. And, you know, there are no great men in the Bible they're just men yes. who, cho who chose to put their hope in, in God, even Christ. Their hope made them great. Yes. Yeah. Even Christ came as a man. That's right. He set his Godhood aside. He came as a man, no different than you or I. But he chose to put that his hope was going to be found in God. So no matter what Abraham saw in, you know, the... Um, Sarah's womb being dried up or, you know, yeah. and wandering around Egypt for 40 years or in being crucified on the cross. It didn't matter what these men saw, what they knew was who their God was. And because of knowing who their God was, they had great hope. Yes. And that's where the greatness came from was that their hope was in God. Yes. Well, and, I, and what you're saying is that Jesus, yes, when he came to this earth, he was divine. But in order to become the perfect substitute, he yes. could not operate in the fullness of That's that right. divinity. He had to operate yes. as a man, he had to, walk to, be as a man. The, to be the substitute. He yes. had to take on those temptations. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and it says he was tempted in every way, just as we are. Mm -hmm. And yet he was without sin. In other words, he won. Yes. And he had to win as a man. He couldn't win as God. Right. And, and so what he did was he found the hope of God. I was talking to a pastor the other day just about how even on the cross after uh, the father forsook him so that we didn't have to be forsaken. That's right. Right? Jesus was forsaken so that that we didn't have to be forsaken, that even in the middle of that, 
Jesus took on hope mm -hmm. as he was giving up and having his last breath. And that hope is what turned that hope and faith and love that he was operating. That's what actually supported and brought the support for right. his resurrection. Yes. It was hope when there seemed to be no hope anywhere, but he knew who God was and yes. he knew his promises and he made a decision. I'm going to take hope. Amen. So here's what we want you to get out of this today. Um, I, I, I believe that there's out there listening or watching that there are people that uh, they're moving in the things of God and they're seeing victory and they're seeing results. Uh, but I also know that the devil uh, doesn't sit idle. He'll try to bring up challenges and temptations and stuff like that. We do still have an enemy and we do still live in a corrupted world where things try to come up and get in your way and get in your head. And So even if you have victory today, we know that the devil's not going to stop. He's going to continue to try. Now, he's got no power unless you give it to him, unless you open yourself up to those thoughts and open yourself up. But then I know that there's probably another group of people, and right now the devil has been eating your lunch. <laughs> and uh, right now maybe you've been sitting there and uh, you've got this issue and that issue and that issue. This is what we want to help you get to today, that no matter what you're facing, no matter what it looks like, there is hope in God. I don't care what the name of the disease is. I don't care about that. I don't care how deep of a hole financially you may be in. There's hope in Jesus that's because right. that's who he is. He is our hope. Right. He is our hope. He is our hope. And so let me give you a couple of situations and let me just read it to you. It says, you know, I wrote this. Uh, this is what I want you to get out of today. When life hands you those lemons that your response to that is, you know what? I don't care what how sour the situation looks. There's hope. Amen. When the doctor's report is bad, there's hope. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, there's hope. When the bill collectors keep calling in Jesus, there's hope. When you don't have fi wisdom to figure it out, you know, when you, when you don't have it all together, there's hope in God. When you just, I just need a breakthrough, there is hope. Take that. Take strength in that. I'm yeah. speaking to you today. When you, it seems like it's just taking too long, where is my breakthrough? It's just not coming. It's just been too long. There's hope. Yeah. Take hope. See, it doesn't matter that there is hope for you as much as the fact that you recognize it and take a hold of it when it looks the darkest. No matter what you face, there's hope. See, this is where the battle is lost so many times. Is the darkness is there. The wind and the waves are there. Everything is trying to come against you and present to you a report that looks negative, that looks like it's not going to work. And as soon as you go, golly, this just stinks, the devil's already winning yes. in your life. And that's where the battle is. You've got to say, no, there's hope for this. You've got to stay positive. Keep that hope. Keep that joy. Keep confidence. Keep that expectation rolling. I don't care what it looks like. Doesn't matter. You've got to get this attitude in you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I know my God and there's hope in him. Amen. 
You got to put that on. You got to decide and be intentional to put that on and quit falling prey to all the negative thoughts. Quit falling prey to all the deceptions the devil's throwing your way. He's just trying to keep uh, throwing lies to you so that you will believe that and you will drop hope. That's all he's after. Take hope in, in God. And how can I say this? How can we bring this confidence? Here's why. Number one, because God is hope. Mm -hmm. And as long as God is alive and God is for you, which is always going to be the case because he loves you with an everlasting love, there is hope in God. And here's the thing. While there's God, his love demands that he is there for you. And then there's this point in Romans 5, 5, it says this. And when you take hope, See, a a lot of times people say, well, I know you want me to have hope, Brian, but I just don't know how this is going to end. We do know how it's going to end. Romans 5, 5 says this, that if you take up this kind of hope in God, this hope will not lead to disappointment. Now, this is not Brian and Nicole saying this. This is God saying this. And so you've got to say, do I believe my situations? Do I believe the wind and the waves? Do I believe the storms or do I believe God? And if you're not believing God right now, then I'm challenging you to go back, to to build yourself back up and get to know who God really is and get to the place where your your mind will not accept anything but the hope of God. And when something that's uh, lacking hope tries to present itself to you, your mind instantly, because you have a mind renewed and a mind set on the character and nature of God, instantly your mind goes, that's not even possible. That's not even possible. We're winning. We're moving to victory according to the word of God. I set my hope in God. And no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, there's hope. That's where we need to be. Amen. Hope is supposed to make us extraordinary. You know, we, all of our kids, you know, they look to superheroes as somebody, you know, it's what they idolize and what they look to. And that's supposed to be us. Right. You know, you think of when, you know, when Peter was walking on the water, he was walking on the water because his hope was in Jesus. It didn't matter that, you know, the laws said he was supposed to sink when he stepped on water. It didn't matter that the waves should knock him over. As long as his eyes were on his hope of Jesus Christ, he walked on that water as a normal man like you or I. The only time he sank is when he took his eyes off That's hope right. and he started looking at the wind and the waves and he started looking at the water and he started thinking, oh, wait, I can't walk on water. It doesn't matter that he already did it. He started looking at what's supposed to be according to the world's ways. But God says we are supposed to be high above the world's ways. Yes. God says that his ways are our ways, that we're supposed to bring heaven's will down on earth. As long as we keep our hope in Christ, we are supernatural. Yes. We can put Superman, Batman, Spider-Man to shame because yes. there's nothing we can't do. Yes. Jesus says the things that I do, greater you shall do. Yes. 
Well, he did great things because God was his hope. We do great things like walking on water, raising the dead, healing the sick. This isn't just stuff you find in the Bible. This This is stuff happening today. It's stuff happening in other nations today because other nations have nowhere else to look but God. And when America turns their eyes back to God, realizing our hope is in God, we're going to be the devil stomping, water walking, faith you know, dead-raising, enemy-destroying supernatural people. That's what hope makes you. I want to prophesy this, that it doesn't just happen in third world countries anymore. Starting today, it's going to happen in your life right now today. These things, this power, because you take on hope, it will start to happen in your life today. And right now, I just want to pray for you. If you're in a car, don't bow your head. But if you're watching, (laughs) bow your head or listening and not driving and you bow your head. Lord, I just pray right now that hope would rise up within, that inside of them that glimmer of hope that has been in them the whole time, that it would start to raise up and it would start to present itself. And Lord, I just ask right now that they would be, anybody listening would be strengthened with all might to grab a hold of the promise and the hope of God and set it on its throne in their heart and in their mind by your strength, Lord. With God, all things are possible. Father, we receive your hope right now. You are our Lord. You are our Savior, Father. You're my Lord. You're our Savior, Jesus. You died for us and you were raised for us. And Lord, I receive that as Jesus was raised up, the word says that I was raised up too. Pray that right now. I am raised up with Christ. He is my Lord. He's the director of my life. And I am raised up. God's love brought him back to life. God's power brought him back to life and raised me up with him. There is hope. Uh, Amen. I want to give you this. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 and 13. I just want to say there's three things to do that it says. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. That's the message translation on verse 13. Trust steadily, hope unswervingly. Don't let your hope swerve. Keep it in one direction, increasing and going towards God, and you will start to see the manifestation of God's hope in your life right now in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of The Connection Show. We hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.